Hello and welcome to episode 51 of the RNR Gaming Podcast. We are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. I'm your host, Byron Reed, and alongside me is my co-host, the illustrious Ken Russey. Ken Russey, what's up, my dude? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you, man? I am doing wonderful, man. Been a good week. Had some fun times playing some games with you, uh... Earlier in the week, yesterday, matter of fact, um, Spurso came back. So, yeah, yeah, super excited. So we, we had to do Sam Fisher some justice. Yeah, yeah, we definitely did. We definitely did. didn't announce E3. <laughs> yes, and I'm very upset about that. Very sad. Still. It still hurts my soul that we don't have a new Spurso game coming out in the works or whatever. Uh, but, yeah. You know, if I'm being honest, uh, playing Splinter Cell Conviction with you... Mm-hmm. This is the furthest I've gotten into a Splinter Cell game. Well, you know what? Thank goodness for me. Yeah. Like, yep. I've I've played Splinter Cell before. I actually own uh, every single one of them for the GameCube, and I have right. tested them to make sure that they work and that there's no issues with them, obviously, so I've played them. Yeah, yeah. I've just never actually, you know, sat down and played them. Right, I got you, I got you. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm glad that I could do that for your friend. Get you, get you more into Splinter Cell than you probably already were. Yeah. Which was which, which, which by, by you're saying that wasn't a whole lot, right? So if you guys couldn't tell, this uh, week we're going to be talking about Splinter Cell Conviction, specifically the co-op story mode that they have in the game. Yep. So let me just say before we get started that Splinter Cell <laughs> Conviction is finally backwards compatible, mm-hmm. uh, and it's also a free game with Games with Gold for the month. Yes. So if Until you don't have it... No. Yep. No. No? The week? Yes. No, because yeah, okay, no. it's, a, it's a 360 game. I was confused because with the Xbox One games, mm-hmm. once they release it, you actually have a month to download it. Mm. With the 360 games, no, you have the 15 days or whatever to download the 360 game. So, end of end of July. Yeah, so end of July, y'all. If you, if you have not played it before or want to play it again like me, uh, pick it up. Backwards compatible, there's no excuse to not pick it up. Mm-hmm. So let's get on our uh, our Triforce goggles here, and uh, let's get going. <laughs> now, see, for me, when you say Triforce goggles, that <laughs> makes me think of The Legend of Zelda, and you have some sort of weird triangle mm-hmm. <laughs> Triforce on your head of wisdom, <laughs> power, <laughs> and courage. Yeah. I understand that, but the the Triforce goggles because it's the one and then the two on the sides for the eyes. You know, you know what I mean. I guess it's it's an unrealistic <laughs> thing that they made so that they could make it seem like you had three different abilities to look with your eyes. I guess. Well, no, from but... what I I don't remember where, and when, mm-hmm. or how, but I do remember that I read a story that they was talking about those. Uh, tri goggles that changed from 
Uh, what was it? Infrared, night vision, and what was the third one? Night vision, thermal, and there's the so- the sonar vision. Well, okay. So they was talking, and it might have been with like Tom Clancy, but he, he said that it was bogus, that there would be no way of making that possible. Like the, it, it, no real-life tech at all that would make that possible. Right. So it's it's phony baloney, but it's still, I guess, a cool game mechanic. Well, to be honest with you, they only just introduced the sonar goggles um, with conviction. Okay. They had the just night vision and thermal in the other games prior, but no, the they had a third one. I know they had a third one. That was that's why it was the trivision. They had. I know there's also there's also one in Double Agent where you can see like electronic uh, things like cameras and things like that. And you can uh, get rid of them with with a gadget of some sort on the pistol, but yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah. But enough about that. We can about that forever. Let's uh, sure, get into some of the uh, <laughs> the first impressions of the Conviction Co-op. Since you haven't played it before, I'll let you go ahead and start. Even though you started last week, that's fine. Start again. Okay. <clears throat> All right, I think I will. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. So my uh, first impressions of Splinter Cell Conviction, I actually, so this is kind of dumb, <laughs> <laughs> but I was going through the menus and it had a bump, 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 every time like I switched to different stuff. Yeah. It would switch to a, a different sound and it would like boop every time I was doing that. And I had a lot of fun <laughs> with that. Yeah. And I couldn't help but think, man, nowadays games don't even add stuff like that. It's like, <laughs> you know, a, a sharp pinging noise or something kind of crazy and so Yeah. Uh, that was kind of That was kind of my first impression was <laughs> wow, how old is this game that it's still using uh, sounds so you can make music in your menus? Came out in 2010. Yeah. April so, 13th. April, April 13th. Uh, not 13th. Yes. April 13th, 2010. My birthday. Yes, yeah, so eight years old. My God, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, it, it's it's an old game. Uh, as far as like the the gameplay goes for the co-op though, I I think it's very well done, is what comes to mind. And, yes, I agree. Yeah, and I kind of feel like the EA should have done that with their Army of Two game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Army of Two. Uh, because it it allows you kind of the freedom to go anywhere, do anything. There's a lot to interact with. You know, I mean, I'm I'm kind of OCD in the sense right. that once it's like, oh, you can shoot lights, I'm like, everything must be in darkness. And I started like shooting <laughs> yeah. all the lights. Yeah, I had like, told you about that. I was like, yeah, all lights, shoot them all. Yeah, so I mean, it it wasn't really obvious at first, 
you know, you kind of had to show me and maybe they yeah. explain that in the single player. Like maybe they expect you to play the single player and then, well, I beat that. Let's go see what the co-op multiplayer was about. Yeah. That's that's maybe. what I kind of assume. But, yeah. Or or is it like, well, the original game came out, you know, in 2002, so people should know, you know, eight years now, they should know <laughs> how to play Splinter Cell. It might be a little bit of both, but I'm going to assume it's more so the latter. Because, like I said, it's been, it was 2002, so... So like it has it has evolved over the years, but the core mechanics of the game still there. Right. Void Stealth guys, being in darkness, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, I, it's I, I did say April April thirteenth was was the release date earlier. I did not misspeak. Um, I had to make sure because it came out two days after after my 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 birthday that year. So oh. that was a good birthday present for me. Yeah, that's an interesting side note. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but anything else you wanted to say? As far as first impressions? Yeah. But that no, <laughs> that was kind of my first okay. impression. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure if there's anything else you wanted to add before I uh, took over here. So, having been a while since I had played the game in general, I was I had to remember all my buttons and stuff. That was one of the first things I said during the stream because we had streamed uh, playing it for a little bit for a few hours mm-hmm. yesterday, as, as of recording yesterday. Uh, and man, the nostalgia that I got was really, really, it was a really good feeling. Nostalgia always makes you feel good, especially for, some, for something you really love. And my love is Splinter Cell. So yeah, I was overjoyed playing the game again. And seeing the mechanics and how things uh how this really set up for what they did with blacklist right it was really interesting too and the fact that they didn't really they didn't punish you too much for being seen except for in one mission in particular at the, at the beginning of it which i thought was i was happy with yeah but no, the uh, the story does don't want the story though. The story does take place, I believe it's six months, or it's three prior to the events of the main of the of Sam's story. Yeah, <clears throat> and you would have to tell me on that because between listening to you and and the chat and that, mm-hmm. I I didn't even know there was a story. I mean, pretty yeah. much what I knew was there was an American and a Russian guy, and they were going on missions to go do stuff. Right. <laughs> Understandable. Understandable. But I, I I was really interested to see how you would like everything uh, with the game as far as, like, the presentation, the way they put the objectives, uh, you know, in the world for you by yeah. displaying them on the sides of buildings or on the sides of walls or, you know, on the ground if you were to press uh, a certain button and look at it that way. And yeah. the mark and execute system overall in general. Well, uh, so we'll start with the presentation. And I liked how they would have, like, words on the wall telling you what to do next. And, you know, I'm okay with, like, uh, here's the A button to open the door or look down to look under the door and, and whatever. Yeah. But um, kind of what I didn't like was when they were started playing movies on the wall. 
<laughs> as far as the presentation, like the movies were hard to see, and I don't know, they just kind of took away from the the simplicity, you know. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if if you got the same uh, feels with that, but I just felt like you know, the telling you what to do next is more than enough, and they don't really need to show you and. It was kind of distracting more than it was helpful, if that makes um, sense. I mean, I guess, but from my personal experience, whenever I saw, whenever you saw like one of the little one of the little movies playing, like it was there was one in particular where it was like find Bykov, and it showed it showed Bykov, you know, talking in a room. It showed it for maybe like a few seconds, but it wasn't much more than that. And we and we were also in a room where it wasn't a big deal for us to take a minute and look at whatever it was that we were looking at. So for me, I, it wasn't a distraction or uh, anything like that in particular. Just just because, again, I thought we were in a spot where I could take a minute and look at it and I happened to see it. Right. So, yeah. You were spending that time because, looking at chat. <laughs> looking at chat, and honestly, like I, I forgot that they had did that. So yeah. I thought it was really cool seeing it again, but I forgot. And okay. one, of the mem- one of the people in my chat actually pointed out the fact that they liked how they use the topography to show you your objective and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, I mean that's 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 it and that's fine and I like that. Yeah. But, uh, I feel like maybe they went a little overboard with the videos though. Okay. If, if that if that makes sense, if you understand. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I mean it makes sense. It's it's your opinion. I tell you, you're wrong for it. If it's you're... your opinion on it. <laughs> if you're picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah, man. Of course. <laughs> Of course the mark and execute system though i think that was a little bit of a difficult thing for you to pick up at first am i correct am i understanding this it felt like it was on my end anyway um well i mean again it's not like i played the single player story right and i kind of figured it out you know Mm -hmm. you you mark guys and then if you're in range you shoot them it didn't explain that, oh, well, in order to get your marks back, you have to go up and grab someone and murder them. Yeah, you have like, to do a melee uh, takedown. Yeah, like, I mean, it didn't explain that. So, that and I was... think, I think it may have, but it may have been missed because it's, like, usually in the... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the words weird here. The middle bottom part of the screen... Um, Okay. So it, it's kind of hard. It was kind of hard to see it, I guess, because I, I I thought I thought I had saw it. I don't know. Uh, I mean, are the twice. are the executions not in the, the main story mode? The mark or? and execute function is in the is in the single player. Okay. So I mean, would it not explain that? Like maybe that's part of the whole Splinter right. Cell series, and that's just something that you can do. They introduced the market execute system with conviction. It wasn't in any of the other ones prior to. So it was a totally new thing for, for conviction. Okay. So that's just kind of what I feel like. I mean, the double execution is essentially the execution system. It's just one, like, you're executing someone that slows down and gives me a chance yeah, to execute yep, someone. Yeah, to help me. Yep, yeah. exactly. Right. If, so, you, if you're in the same room as me and we're both setting up for stuff, you know, mm. I can mark I can mark targets for us, and then we both can execute them. Right. At the same time. Yeah. 
and they do a cooler like movie style thing where like they'll point the gun like behind the back or under the arm or whatever you know uh and it's, it slows down and all that stuff it, it, it's cool mm-hmm. it's cool i like it i'm a fan of it cool and when i first saw the uh mark and mark and execution and mark and execute system and what you could do with it mm-hmm. i thought it was a really cool idea it was different from the other splinter cells but that's yeah. because of the story they're trying to tell in the main game it wouldn't have made sense for Sam to be doing the slow, methodical style of picking off people that he used to. Okay. Um, Again, I'd, I'd have to take your word for that because that's yeah. something that yeah, I didn't I, do. But Yeah, no, I, I, I suggest, though, once we finish the co-op stuff, I do suggest you go through and you play through the main game because it's actually really fun. And again, it's one of those things where you're not going to be punished for playing it yeah. like an action game. Yeah. Because and... the way I describe it to people, it's like Batman and, and, and 24 combined. Right. Yeah. And and I may because it plays a lot like Assassin's Creed. And I guess I'm yeah. having fun playing those games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, God damn it. There was something I was going to say. <laughs> oh, Okay. But back to the, the mark and execution system there. It is kind of funny, though, because if I'm, like, standing in front and I'm looking at the camera and I'm looking at someone behind me and we do the mark and execution, he, like, puts the gun under his armpit and fires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's funny, it's cool, I like it. <laughs> I, ridiculous and funny. I don't know if I'd say cool. Like, how many people say, oh, yeah, I do the armpit shop. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> I think it's fun. I think it's fun. I think it's fun, cool mechanic that they added to the game, though. I, I would like it. And plus, it 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 allows you to set up things as well. And in the single player, you'll get to see more of that because it's just you, and there's more chances for you to set up things. You know, you could you could grab mine from behind, mark and execute the three or four guys in the room, and then you can take out the guy that you have and get your executes right back. So. You can do more creative things when you're in the single player. And plus, if you get into trouble, which we did a few times, you know, you could go into a room. You could you, you could you could ha- you could have your marks ready. You go into a room, you take down somebody, pop your executes, four guys go down and you move or you clear them. That's it. Yep. So you can get and another cool thing is, too, you can mark. You can mark traps too, so traps meaning chandeliers, uh, big one with chandeliers in in our in our game. Yeah. So, yeah, marking chand you mark chandeliers. You can mark the two guys on the floor. Uh, you can set up. You can take you can take out a, a guy with your gun manually, and then you do your execution when they're all alerted. You pop the chandelier out. Chandelier falls down. On, on the two guys having to be standing under it, you take out the other two guys that are left and clear. So mm-hmm. really cool stuff like that can happen with the uh, Mark and Execute system. And I think once you play the single player, which, again, like I said, I hope you do, uh, you'll understand it a bit better and you'll experiment with it more and you can really start to see the crazy things you can do with it. Right. Yeah, I mean, the gameplay seems to be... Okay, it seems a lot better than it was when I first played, like, the first 
Splinter Cell game. Because I remember when I played that, that it was like they would spot you almost anywhere. Yeah, going back to playing those, I don't mean to cut you off, I'm sorry. Um, going back to playing those fairly recently during in the uh, remastered version mm-hmm. was a little rough. I'm almost finished the first game, but it's rough. Right. Yeah, because it's... I mean, the the detection is, is either way off and they don't see you, or it's way on and they see you everywhere. And Yeah, it's it's hard, too. Right? And with, with Conviction, at least the co-op, it is nice. They shadow everything out like it's completely dark, so you can see, you can tell, oh, I'm in the shadows, they can't see me. Or, or you know, if everything's full color, while you're wide open, they could totally see you, you know? Yeah. And that's and and that's another one of the mechanics that they that they sort of changed with conviction because in the previous games and the games prior to, you know, there there were ways where you could tell where you were being detected or you were in too much light or whatever because they had a light meter. And the bar would go up and down and there was it was col- it was colored so you could tell the blacker the meter was, you were in the shadows and the farther it was into the light the light area of the of the uh, meter there, excuse me, hit, hit my mic, <laughs> um, that you were, you know, visible. And they also, in, I believe it was Chaos Theory, they added a sound meter as well. So that you could see how much noise you were making as well. Whether you were walking on, walking on, you know, gravel or running. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> no, but, but yeah, you were you know walking on carpet versus running on gravel would make very different sounds, and you know based off of the noise in the room, that would determine how much sound you know was gonna go be gonna be needed if you'd be successful in doing what you were doing. So, for instance, there was a part in one of the very first levels of Chaos Theory where you were you were walking through an area and a storm was happening in the background so lightning and thunder were going on and the whenever the thunder would hit the sound meter would go all the way to 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 to, to the top okay so and then sam would say something like you know if i mask if you mask your mask your sounds with, with with the thunder you can take out the guys and you'll be okay so you do as you, as they tell you to do. You do it, and cool. So teaching you about the sound meter, which they don't have in Conviction. So, but yeah. they did the light. They did the light detection a little differently, which graying it out when you were in shadow versus not. And and again, it makes sense with the story because Sam's technically not with Third Echelon anymore, so he doesn't have the light detection uh, bar on his suit either. Okay. So, how do you feel about these characters in comparison to Sam? Oh, Archer and Kestrel? Um, I mean, I like them. (laughs) uh, Archer has some pretty funny, uh, well, pretty witty one-liners when he goes to grab somebody or he knocks them out or whatever. So, I think it's always uh, nice to hear that sort of stuff. Other than that, though, to me, it seems like there's not a whole lot there between 
between the two, but that's probably just me. Well, I mean, I was um, thinking kind of the same thing. The Again, maybe it's because I, I didn't get much of the story, but there's not a whole lot to their characters. I almost get the sneaky suspicion that they're going to end up dead. <laughs> uh huh. Either by Sam's hands or because there's a mission that goes south, and that's what leads into Sam's story or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it almost feels like maybe they're making them bland so that people either don't get attached or so that people can fill in their own characteristics into there like a lot of writers like to do. Right. I mean there there is there is a lot of talking between between the two of them and between them and uh and Hansen. They're uh they're handed out in the field. There is there and is some there is that. Interrogating. Yeah, right, over there interrogating, yeah. So it's not like they're complete blank slate silent protagonists. Um right. but yeah. I, I think it's You're right. It it's just not doesn't feel like they are, you know. Yeah, and also I don't I don't think it's meant to be, uh, you know, this whole big thing. So they did what they had to do for the missions that they have set for the characters, and then you just uh, you know, go about your business from there. Right. So yeah, I mean, I mean, they're they're fine as far as characters go, but it's one of those things where you're not spending a lot of time with these characters. So it's hard to get attached. Yeah, right. Exactly. Do you like one more than more than the other? Not really. You don't like the Russian. I like them both, but you like, if it doesn't really matter to me, I see. What about you? I, I could really like care less one over the other. Either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess I'm playing as the Russian guy because I can't remember his name, even though yeah, you just Kestrel. said it. Sure, Kestrel. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm playing as him, so sure, I like it. Right. But no, I mean, they, they just, I don't know, they don't really seem likable or much to deal with, so I'm just kind of meh. Yeah, understandable. There are some cool uh, gameplay mechanics, though. As far as like, you know, one of us can get one of us can get grabbed by an enemy, and they can you know hold the gun to our heads, and then one the other has a chance to, you know, help their partner. One of us distracts by doing something, the other gets a chance to take out take out the one. And that happened during when we were actually interrogating somebody, which I thought was pretty cool. Yep. I, I got grabbed. You had to save me. But you did. He, I was dead on that, too. Like, I was laying down on the ground. And yeah. I had to, like... Uh, you had I to, tried sit, to up. My, yeah, sit up. Point my gun, which you were in the way, by the way. So, thankfully, you, like, karate chopped him with the back of your elbow. Mm-hmm. Which exposed him enough so that I could shoot him. And yeah. you come save my life. Yes. That was <laughs> so, clutch. Yeah, so I mean, there are some fun moments in there, and I don't know, sometimes I feel like it sounds like I'm always ragging on games, but no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know, I wouldn't say that it's perfect, and I don't think you would say it's perfect either. Yeah, but, no, definitely not. Um, I do think that it's it's fun. 
Yes, I it's definitely fun. Yeah. It's definitely fun. Um, thoughts on the level design slash mission structure? So, I, I don't really know if there's much for me to talk about. I mean, the only thing I find weird is that it has that old, like, 1990s, 2000 mentality where they kind of keep sending guys at you. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you take down one dude and, oh, here's another dude to replace mm-hmm. him. We got an infinite amount of bad guys to send at you. Yeah. So I feel it, like it does seem that way at times. I would agree with you. Yeah. But that's an issue I have with the latter portion of the main game in general, which I can talk about later. Yeah. And so it, it does have that feel. As far as, like, the game design, though, I mean, it's, you know, it's set in the real world. You're climbing in bathhouses and stuff. It's it's okay. I can't really complain about that. Only thing would really be the, the baddies, you know, and them constantly showing up. Or, like, we was playing and we're walking and you have the sonar on and then, boop, oh, they just suddenly appeared, you know? Yeah, yeah, because the way the sonar goggles work, for those who don't know, is that you kind of don't want to be moving when you're using them. You can. Mm-hmm. It's just not recommended because your vision's going to get blurry because you're running trying to use sonar, um, which, I mean, doesn't really work if you're not standing still. Works better if you're standing still. Works better still. if you're standing still, thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, but no, it's it's like you can tell that they put the guys in there like you get into this point and okay let's load the bad guys and so from mm-hmm. a technical standpoint it's it's not quite maybe what we're used to right with our video games um but that could be also because it came out eight years ago yeah 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 exactly exactly <laughs> you know so uh, that that could be a thing i guess yeah, definitely could be a thing. Because, again, because again, you know, once you... I mean, spoiler alert, for, well, not really spoiler alert, whatever. For the latter half of the game, it becomes a corridor shooter for the main the main story, anyway. Because it's all these tight, cramped areas, and Splinter Cell's not really meant to be played like that. Splinter Cell's about exploring and trying to find different paths to get to get to your main objective uh without being seen right right so you know you can climb on the pipes and climb on walls and you know uh i don't know if they oh they probably do they probably didn't have many chances to do it i haven't seen any of it anyway but there's a split jump thing that you could do in the older games where if you if you if you were if you were in like a tight uh like an alleyway and the walls were close enough you could run up one wall and split, have your legs split, you know, between both walls. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and wait for a guard to come down and block. Uh, so that that's what Splinter Cell is really known for. And when you get into the latter half of the main story, it just becomes this, uh, like I said, a, a corridor shooter where they're just funneling guys at you. And but you'll you'll see what I'm, once you play the story, you'll see what I'm talking about. You'll see it. Okay. You'll see it. But as far as the co-op goes, yes. Um, the mission structure is fine. I like it. 
Level level design's fun. Again, I, I mean, because I've played so many of Splinter Cell games, you know, I kind of uh, look for things more, I guess. I'm looking for alternate routes to try and get to places or try and avoid confrontation if I can. So I'm, you know, looking for ledges to hang off of. I'm looking for things to climb so I can get so I can get the upper hand on somebody who maybe who may be above me that I can't see. Uh, things like that. And they right. do have plenty of those uh, kinds of things within the co-op story as well. There was even a part where we split up. Uh, and do different and, stuff? Yeah. Because oh. we, we had to... There, there was the uh, the part towards the end where we were on the roof area and there were two entryways. There was the bottom and there was the top area. When you had left to go get food. Yeah. Yeah. We went through that and that was actually fun because we got to sort of do our own thing for a little bit. And that was only because I suggested the idea. I was like, let's see. Let's see how this works. I wanted, I wanted to see how it worked, honestly. It worked out pretty well. Alright, yeah. I remember that now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That and I want to see what you could do on your own. <laughs> I was testing you. Yeah. yeah. Did I pass? Or, yes. Or was it because I was eating and so I failed? Well, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a pass because you were eating. So, I mean, that makes sense. You did good until you had to leave. So, no uh, no points docked for that because, yeah. you know, you got to eat. Checkers. <laughs> yeah. Sponsor. Checkers. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that and, you know, he was, uh, he kept me for so long. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Like, a two-hour stream. He kept me for three hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I did. <laughs> no, it was a good time. It was a good time, though, for sure. Yeah, definitely. There was that one mission, though, that I really liked the early part of, where we had to do it undetected. Yeah? Is that the only one in the co-op? Because I don't know. How many missions are there in the co-op? There's, I believe it's, like, Four or six. One of, one of the two. Okay, so we're either halfway done or not even halfway done. Right. <laughs> we got we through did, two. Yeah, we got through two. Okay. But, yeah. But it's it's, it's definitely uh, very fun. I'm liking it so far. After playing it again anyway. Yeah. So. Revisiting it? Yes, yeah, revisiting it. Thank it. you. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And it's funny because I never actually beat it. Me and, me and my brother played it for a little bit. Um, way back when, and we never actually finished it, so I'll get to finish it oh. for the first time. Okay. Yeah, because I, I think we got through like two levels as well. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I won't leave you hanging. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate it, my friend. But uh, so, it, just to wrap this all up, though, does this make you want to try out the spies versus mercs mode in the game? Well, I believe we talked about this before we started recording. And I we said, did a briefly. What is the Spies versus Mercs mode? Well, good thing you asked, uh, Ken Russell. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. Spies versus Mercs is the multiplayer component of the game. There's two teams. One team is Spies, one team is Mercs. I think it's four to a team. I don't remember. Um, but Spies are trying to get information or whatever it may be. Merc's trying to stop them, basically. Uh, each side has different gadgets that they can employ to help their cause or hinder the spies if you're the mercs. It's actually a pretty fun mode. 
I played it a little bit way back when, but it wasn't really my thing. I wasn't there for the multiplayer, but I know there are plenty of people who loved it because it was a hit when it came out. When it was first introduced, and I believe it was in Chaos it was first introduced, um, people loved it. So I'm not surprised, but it wasn't my thing. I wasn't there for the multiplayer. And and also because at the time I believe I didn't have a internet uh, connection service, whatever to play on. Xbox yeah. Live was sort of a thing, but not really a thing. Yep. So yeah, I didn't actually have the ability to play online way back when. So also why? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so to answer your question, I'm not against it. I guess mm-hmm. it would be more of playing it and seeing what I like or what I don't like. About that you know yeah yeah exactly because i do i do want to try it as well see how it works in this one with the with with the way the game with the way the game plays versus the way a chaos theory plays i'm definitely interested in how it plays because it's it's a much more fast-paced uh style of game now conviction is versus chaos theory, which was slower okay slower more methodical typical splinter cell type of game right uh and you so, know yeah, that- that does kind of remind me, because uh, I was thinking about this earlier, and for my character, because I haven't played the the story mode or whatever, yeah, I only had like two guns unlocked, and it yeah. seems like in order to unlock other guns, I had to actually find them. Like I picked up a gun and it unlocked in my weapon mm-hmm. stash or whatever. Yeah, and then you get points that you can use to upgrade guns yes the p the p peck challenges yeah but you know while playing them i kind of felt like all the guns were worthless but the pistol (laughs) (laughs) and maybe this isn't the case as you get further along but the automatics that i had like in the firefights and stuff it felt like they were worthless like i wouldn't even get off a shot so it seemed almost as if just having the the gun with your silencer on it and just slowly going through was the best way to play it. Yeah, I honestly am not the best person to ask an opinion on that just because that's not how I play Splinter Cell. So I couldn't tell you one one, one way or the other. I try to not use my secondary as much as possible because the pistol has unlimited ammo and also, yeah. if you play your cards right, you're probably not going to be shooting a whole lot anyway. Dropping down on them? Yeah. yeah. Just trying to do as many takedowns as I possibly can and using the executes when I feel like I need to have a fun moment. <laughs> Other than that, though, I'm trying to not do it. I'm not getting into firefights. Yeah. Uh, I I just felt like when I did, because there was a moment where we got into a firefight. There were. There were a few of those, like, for sure, yeah. Yeah, and I switched over to my secondary to use, and it was like, oh, okay, I'm dead. So yeah. that's, that's cool. And even so, even with that, though, like, you still, at least for me anyway, I feel like I still have to take my time. Even if I'm under fire, I'm still trying to take my time and line up, line up the perfect shot if I can, because if I don't, I know I'm going to miss so and it's tough to do it under fire obviously panicking like spraying bullets everywhere (laughs) yeah yeah and that's that's one way to not be effective with your guns if you can find yourself a spot and get in a cover somewhere and just like take a minute and breathe it it might help you a little bit just a tip 
Yeah. Yeah. Because the the part when we were hacking the um the computer and the base went in and the embassy went in and went into lockdown and we got swarmed on both sides by guards. Uh, there was a guy who was I think across from you on the left side shooting at shooting at you and I could still see him through the window. So yeah. and I'm hiding behind the server with my uh, UMP out. And I'm like, oh, let me just take out this guy real quick. So I get out the UMP, peek around the corner a little bit, wait, 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 wait to see his head, pause, and then I take him out. Right. And I, I think I, I died a lot. I'll be honest. <laughs> but I think I died on that one, because there was a guy I seen him. I was like, oh, I'll shoot him. And yeah. so when I shot, like. It went between the glass and the wood, and so it hit the wood. Didn't go through the wood and get him. It hit the wood, and so he was able to get me because I was trying to headshot him through the wood instead of, like, shooting him through his body. So I think on that particular time, I, I did die because of that. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you're right. Like, the slow and steady approach... Um, is probably the best way to play the game if you want to maximize the effort. Yeah, and I think you get more uh, uh, peck points that way too. Hmm. Because, uh, and actually those will be easier for you to do uh, single player. Honestly. Yeah. Okay. Just because just you can take your time and focus on doing, you know, whatever it is that you want to do. Like, hey, I want to uh, get... Five, I don't remember what what they are, but let's just say one of the times like, oh, get five, get five uh, kills um, while hanging up a ledge or something. Cool. Focus on yeah. that. Find a guy. Find find some ledges. Find guys hanging out where they should be hanging out. Pull them off. You're done with it. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think that I, I do think that's it for this part of the show, though. Anything else you want to say before we move on? Not about Splinter Cell. All right, sounds good. I don't have anything else to say either. Uh, it's fun. Looking forward to seeing how the rest of the story goes. Yeah. But other, other than that, though, uh, let's move on to our extra topic. Yay. Going to talk about the Spider-Man Limited Edition console for a little bit, yeah? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> yeah, so. I thought that was Spider the plan, man. <laughs> yes, it is. I have in my notes. It's part of the plan. <laughs> so I love Spider-Man he's my favorite superhero one of them anyway and uh, you, may, you may have heard you may have heard that there's a Spider-Man game coming out exclusive to PS4 on September 7th I didn't hear that this is news to me uh, well <laughs> there's also a limited edition console that's coming with the game yeah, they and just announced this at the San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. And, and it's going to be what, like 340? 350? No. So, this is a, a limited edition uh, PS4 Pro that comes with the Spider Man game. And it is decked out in Spider Man Red with the Spider Man symbol on the console. It looks really sweet, really badass. If I do yeah. say so myself. Um, but this is going for three ninety nine. 
Oh, okay. So, no, what I was saying was that the game is going to cost you $60. That's what you were saying, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like you're paying $340 for this console, uh, especially if you already planned on buying the game as it is. Yeah, and that's me. I'm that person. Because mm-hmm. as someone who's currently without a PS4, uh, I'm looking to get a PS4. Wait, why don't you have a PS4? I let my brother uh, take it when he moved out. Oh, well, because I'm because I'm the good big brother. Oh, did you make him pay you money? <laughs> He's gonna give me a hundred bucks for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess that's cool. But, yeah. Uh, well, that's cool. I didn't know you was without PS4. Yeah. Not like I seen you on it. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because he was always on it. But yeah. Yeah. So it also comes with a red PlayStation 4 controller. And uh, I guess it's red and white. And uh, that's not all that they revealed, though, when they revealed with it, yeah? No. It was not. Right. There's a a little figurine or something with it, too. Because it's a... Cause it's I know because I know the limited edition of the game or sorry, collector's edition of the game has like a figure or something with it, right? Yeah, but no, this is that's this what I was is, talking about. This is something completely different. Because if you get this, you don't get the collector's edition. Mm. So it's almost as if you want both, you have to do both, and then you just uh, FL. Yeah, you're SOL at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of hurt because apparently Europe is getting several different versions uh, of this console and here in the Americas we're getting one yeah but since I, I guess we live in the Americas that's what we should talk about right yeah yeah by the way this console looks fire bruh I know it has the the blue Thank and you. the little sleeve there too yeah m- the one that I'm seeing it's 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 all red with the white Spider, my Spider-Man logo in the middle of it, with the red control with the white buttons. Yeah, no, it's so good. On the front where the disc tray is, there's a little. Oh yeah, blue. I see it. There's a little sliver of blue. Yep, I see it. Uh-huh. I see it. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean Europe is actually getting a non-pro edition, and mm. it doesn't have that blue stripe. So that's how you tell if it's a pro or it's not a pro. Is that little blue stripe? I guess. So I'm a little disappointed just because I feel like I don't need the pro. And if I'm going to get it, because you're not the only Spider-Man person who right. loves him. You know, like, that's my that's my thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, I really want this. And so, having something that's not the pro and I don't have to pay for it, that'd be, that'd be awfully swell. But, oh well. Nothing yeah, I can do cause, about that. Yeah, because part, part of me, like, wants to pre-order it. So I can have it, you know, ready to go. Yeah. On September seventh, but the other part of me like wants to get a wants to get a PS4 ASAP. Hmm. Yeah, that's a conundrum. Yeah, it is. Cause I'm like, do I wait until September? Like, I could pre-order it and wait till September, and get it then. But I know, but I know, if, I know, I know if I wait, if I wait too long, I'm gonna miss out on it too, cause it's a limited yeah. thing. They're only making a certain amount of them. You know, I mean. Realistically, you're you're not even uh, a week, not a week. Excuse me, a month. (laughs) 
You're, you're like barely over a month away from September 7th. Yeah, it's very true. Mm-hmm. It's very true. So, so it's not like it's that much of a wait at this point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, they they could be pre-ordered out already. We could be talking yeah, right. about they this, could and they could be gone. They could be gone, yeah. Which, um, because because even though we're live, I'm going to check right now out of curiosity. So they still have some on uh, pre-order. Nice. What it says anyway. You still pre-order it for three ninety nine ninety nine. So that's hey, fun. There's a skin you can put on your PlayStation Four if you want it now. It'll make yeah, it, right. It'll make it feel like you got a collector's edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you were talking about the other things that come with the uh, with the console. Yeah. Uh, well, no. There's... You'll get you'll get the game. Like right. the game, you get stuff with the games. Well, I mean. you'll you'll get the pre-order bonuses that come yeah. with the game that yeah. they announced before. Mm-hmm. But um, they revealed more of what the pre-order bonuses are going to give you because there's they now showed off a velocity suit, um, the Iron Spider from uh, Marvel's Avengers, the uh, I was gonna say the Age of Ultron, but no, it's the Infinity War. You get that uh, Spider-Man suit, and then there's a Spider-Punk suit that uh, you'll get to play as. So you have not just the normal Spider-Man, but you have these other Spider-Man suits you can play in if you'd rather play in those. Nice. That's very cool. I hope that with those with the other Spider-Man suits that they don't break the immersion and have you wearing the default costume in cutscenes and stuff, because that would bother me so much. Yeah, that would be disappointing. And... Also, like, I just hope they have maybe differences. So it's more than just cosmetic. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you wear this suit, it has stronger uh, health or defense. You wear this yeah. suit if you want faster swinging speeds or whatever. Yeah, and you get different animations maybe with the suit too. Like, that'd be kind of cool too. Yeah, that would be pretty boss. But the uh, the last thing that they also revealed was more of a story trailer. And we both watched this. We did. That trailer was actually really cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know, though. Are they are they going to have you play as Mary Jane in certain parts? Or was that not even Mary Jane? Um, could have been. What's your name? Uh, Gwen Stacy? Uh, yes, thank you. No, Gwen Stacy's not a redhead. Unless they're saying yeah, right. Right. F the normal <laughs> way things are. When yeah. Stacy can be a redhead. Yeah, right. I don't know, but I mean, I would be, I'd be kind of, I'd be kind of down with that. Make it like a di- a different playstyle too, because if you're gonna do that, have it be a primarily stealth based thing, sort of like uh, with Bioshock Infinite DLC, Very Let's See. Elizabeth was more of a stealth based uh, thing. I, I'd, I'd be welcome to it. Well, for it to change the gameplay for for like a mission or so. I'd have to see how it's done. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost. Oh yeah, true. Like that's because if they if they don't do it well, then no, what are they doing? Two, yeah, I mean, I mean, I agree with you there, but I like I, like, I would like to yeah. see it, just yeah. depending on how well it's executed. But is it distracting from the main Spider-Man gameplay, and so the gameplay isn't quite what it should be because they're spending their time working on these quote-unquote stealth segments for Mary Jane. And that's that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna call her Mary Jane until we find out later. I'm going to assume. Yeah, we yeah. It's I think it's safe to assume that it is. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, we're not. It's not. 
it's not Spider-Man Homecoming where Mary Jane is um, Spanish. Not a redhead. Yeah, yeah. She's well. She's. Uh, have you watched Homecoming? I, I have don't. not. Yeah, because it's not. I don't anime. watch movies. <laughs> but no, they made Mary Jane a um, Spanish. Like she could be black. But I think she's, she looks more Spanish than black mm-hmm. uh, for me. But they made her that. And you don't even find that out until the end of the show. Because uh, they call her uh, Mary. And she goes, all oh, my friends call me MJ. And that's how like the the show ends. But um, yeah, so they she's not a redhead. And they change her ethnicity, which... I am perfectly fine with, like, you know, I'm okay changing up the the gamma quota, if that's yeah. how you say it. The way, the way things usually are. Yeah, you know, I am perfectly fine with that. I am okay. Um, just let me I know. Just, yeah, but until until we find out, I have to assume that they're just sticking with the norm, and that's that Mary Jane is a redhead, and that's who uh, Peter Parker's in love with. And yeah. it looks like they have Miles Morales. And Les- yeah, the homie Miles. Give him a man some Miles some screen time. Yeah. <laughs> so, I like Miles. Yeah, so, I mean, he has an interesting backstory to how he uh, becomes Spider-Man. So it kind of makes me wonder if they're going to do that with this game, too. If, like, Peter dies in the main story or something. Yeah, and Miles takes over. And so yeah. everything they showed us is in like the first hour, two hours of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the rest of the game you're playing is Miles. I'd be cool. Let me play. Let me play with Miles Morales, man. Let me do that. Let I me do that. I, I feel like they'd be doing Metal Gear Solid Two all over again. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, I know it's a long stretch. Co-op Spider-Man. You know, <laughs> Co-op Spider-Man. I, I would love that. That was just wild speculation there's, right now. That was just wild speculation territory. Yeah, I mean, that would be awesome. But that's not too far off because they are releasing a new Spider-Man movie that's completely CGI that stars multiple Spider-Men and women. Mm, and it, it looks pretty good. It looks kind of weird and wacky. But that's kind of my flavor is weird and wacky. Yeah. But um, no, I uh, to explain my Metal Gear Solid 2 joke, because I feel like people won't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 2, the first level, you play a snake for like the first hour or two. And then after that mission, you no longer play as him and you play as this other guy. Raiden. Uh, I was going to say Raiden? Yeah. Or Raiden? And- Raiden. So the, <laughs> Raiden. No, because it, it's Raiden because he's named after the the Norse god Raiden. I I've heard Raiden. pronounced both ways. I don't know. I've heard of both. I'm ways. gonna I'm gonna call him Raiden because that's what I know Raiden as. Mortal Kombat is Raiden. Yeah. And this one's also Raiden. So fight me. Yeah. Or don't actually. Yeah. Leave us alone. We're weak. <laughs> <laughs> Just you guys doing a podcast. It's okay. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, this is more exciting. Like, I wish they'd done this at E3. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> this would have been much better than what they showed at E3. <laughs> Am I wrong? I mean, we're more hyped talking about it now than I think we were at E3. Just because yeah. we'd seen it already. Yeah, like, this This is more hyped than, than what they shown before. So, I'm definitely... Now, I, to be fair, I don't think that gameplay footage we saw, we saw before. No, but I, we knew that it was going to be there. I think that's the point, I guess. Yeah. Like, like right. if they had if they had shown that at E3, I'd have been like, all right, cool, that's dope. Um, and had they not said it was going to be there. Because this news, to me, came out of nowhere because I don't pay attention to much uh, SDCC stuff. Yeah, me neither. But, uh, so that's why it surprised me. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of almost becoming its own little E3 for comic book nerds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. But that's everything that I've uh, had to talk about with this console and the Spider-Man release. Are you done? Yes, I am also done. And you know what that means. <laughs> Jelly beans? That means that we are out of here. Thank you all so much for tuning in to episode 51 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. Once again, we are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. But before we get out of here, though, can round of plugs. Let's go. Yeah, so you can find us on Twitter. We're at the R&R Gaming Pod. That's R-A-N-D-R Gaming P-O-D. We always release one the new episode is live on your famous stuff. <laughs> yeah, so and, sure and now see. you're starting to do little banners and stuff with it, too, which are actually really funny. Yeah. So definitely be sure to... Uh, subscribe and check us out on there. Yeah. You can find both me and Byron on Twitter. I'm at V. That's M-A-C-R-O-B-O-V. And Byron's uh, Braun. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's B yeah. underscore Braun 1417. Not LeBron 1417. <laughs> yeah. I repeat. Yeah. B underscore Ron 1417. Uh, we post you know stuff so you can always check us out and all sorts of cool stuff where else can they find us though b-man they can find us on itunes we're on the google play music app and we're also on Castbox as well on itunes be sure to give us five stars and a review it'll help us climb the charts and continue our plot to take over the podcasting realm of video games on itunes and, of course, everywhere else as well. It all helps. It all helps mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. We're all about helping ourselves, helping you guys, bringing better content and more content to you guys because I'm sure you all want it. So uh, let us know, both both uh, in the respective media places and on Twitter. Do that mm-hmm. as well. And if you enjoyed the show, share it with your friends. Word of mouth is the best way of getting people to enjoy our content. Yep, because we don't have any fancy advertising thing or sponsors or whatever. We're just two dudes doing a podcast right now, baby. So help us out. friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We don't have any fancy friends. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right, right. We need friends. You need friends. Yeah. Make this happen. (laughs) Spread the word. Spread the love. Spread the joy. That is R and R. But we got to go. Ken, they got to come back next week. Tell them why. Next week, we'll be talking about reviews, and everyone could use a little more R&R.
guy's got fantastic hair <laughs> fantastic hair is it me oh wait never mind <clears throat>